Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. The Bulls makes the catch, ties it in, is he in? Yes, and your biggest heartbreaks. For the first time in program history, Charlotte beats a Power 5 opponent. Club lit indeed. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. College football is here. Oh, it's the last time you'll hear those sound bites, those highlights in the Team Week intro as we conclude Charlotte 49ers time under the sun. It's Team Week ending our group of five schools in the Carolinas, really. We'll go to the Power Five schedule, really the ACC, coming up next week. I don't know who we're going to start with. Maybe Wake Forest. I'll have to get that from Wes. We'll see what he wants to do, whether it be Wake Forest. Maybe we go with South Carolina. I'm not sure, but we'll move on to the Power Five next week. But we do have to finish up with Charlotte. I thought... Who better to bring into the studio, the Planet Kia Studios, than Hunter Bailey of the Charlotte Observer, the Charlotte Post, where he covers the Hornets as well. So I imagine you're going to be featured a lot more after you announce your job on these airwaves. So he's becoming a friend of the show. He already has been. Hunter Bailey in studio right now. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Glad glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Did you like the Hog and Dies Hog Mollies promotion that I was trying to get going with Biff Pogey? Sounds like you got a new job, man. You got to dust up on some marketing there. I wonder how much he pays, though, because if he's not getting the players' money right now, at the end of that interview, we said the results weren't in quite yet. I don't want to take any of that money away. So I'll just we'll just see what happens with the other money that he's able to bring in, and I won't take any of it away. Um, I did want to start. By just going over the schedule, and you said you wrote about this already, right? I did. This was back in February when it kind of when it kind of unveiled the American Athletic Conference. Obviously, a non-conference been scheduled for a while, but yeah, I wrote a story a few months ago, and it's about that time, man. It's a little over a month away. Are you one of the writers that he wants to dangle by your ankles and chastise you for having them last? I'm gonna say I hope not, but uh, it's possible. I'm <laughs> well, I mean, you do have them last. Like that's no. really the simplicity. Okay, yeah, here of we it. Go. No, I did not have okay. them last. So uh, you're safe. Yes, I had them in the top ten, and it was tenth. I'll just be transparent there. <laughs> uh, but they were in the top ten, so <laughs> you're, we're, we're back. You you are giving them a lot more respect than the other media members are within this conference. But before we start to break this down, game for game. I do want to know what the chances are of maybe not reaching a bowl game, but just how different is this team going to be? Because the players are extremely different. We know how different the coach is going to be. I asked him at the very beginning of that interview, you're the one discussing how this isn't just some conference USA team rolling into the ACC. Why? Why aren't you that same team anymore? And Biff said, look, everything about us is completely different. And so now with that being the word used to describe this program compared to last how much optimism should we have surrounding this team that didn't finish well last year? But again, that's not last year's team. Yeah, I mean, he he said it earlier, 52 new players, a brand new staff, obviously the, the man himself, Biff Pogey. So you're, you're looking at it like, all right, they retained about 45, 50 of the old players. There's 13 players that started games in the past two seasons for the Niners that are gone, hit the portal. And so you're looking at it like this, right? It's a new quarterback. The big three is gone. Vic Tucker, Grant DeBose, Elijah Spencer. It's clear. It's really not clear who the playmakers are going to be. 
you're looking at a whole new offensive line and really a brand new defense. So it's a lot of it's a lot of question marks. And that's why I, I wrote this Charlotte's the Americans biggest wild card. Because yeah. if Jalen Jones is that guy, he's the elite skill set that Poji talks about. I mean, we've seen him throw seven passes in a Charlotte uniform. You can watch his tape at Jackson State at Bethune Cookman. You can see he's got he's got some some flashes. Fourteen touchdowns, seven picks last year. So with all these new talent coming in, all these new players. It's really just a big question mark. I would say optimism is high, especially on social media for this team. But there's a lot of talk right now, and they're going to have to back that up starting there, September 2nd. There's no doubt that you have to win football games. That's the only thing left to do after the hype of the offseason. But I think you are showing more respect because it's clear. We, we can't go off of anything from this team because everybody is a new guy. I mean, for the most part, anybody getting legitimate snaps, being a part of what is going to be the core of this football team, that's all very new. So we don't know what to expect. I think calling them a wild card is about as much respect respect as you're realistically going to get yeah. and it's and it's and it's real too we're not just saying this to try to bring out some optimism the wild card aspect is very real with a guy that i respect as a head coach yep. and we do have some evidence from that i did bring up to him in that interview that plenty of michigan players are pointing to him and saying hey that guy right there that head coach at charlotte that's the reason we got over the hump in ann arbor yep. and there was a lot of criticism going towards jim harbaugh to try to get to the college football playoff if poachy shows up and they're getting there. Yeah. Top four teams. You look at it, right? So Yabi Oki talked all, like all about this. So he's been to a ton of different schools, started at Bama, played at Houston, went to Michigan. There's a Juco in between. I believe it's UT Martin. And then he has his career best year at Michigan last year, starting two games, getting four or five sacks, playing college football playoff. And then he's, you know what? I'm going to follow Biff Pogey to mm -hmm. Charlotte. Yeah. Where he, I mean, he had a starting job likely locked down at Michigan, and he decides to come to Charlotte just to follow this guy. And you see that. I think Pogey said there's 28 players on this roster now that he's previously coached. A lot of them are featured in the cost of winning. If you haven't checked that out, do so. But there is a lot of cohesion already generated from past experiences with this guy. And you can tell these players love him. And I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what that looks like on the football field with camp starting on the fourth. You know what I love, too, is that Biff Pogey doesn't seem to care how much the media likes him. And all he cares about is the players liking him. Yeah, he when, doesn't care at all. No, <laughs> that's spoken like a media member dealing with Biff Pogey a little bit here <laughs> as a beat writer for the Charlotte 49ers. All right, let's break down the schedule. What we've been doing is we've been going four games at a time and then we'll finish out the schedule from there and so hunter honestly you already wrote about it you're already prepared as much as anybody so i'm gonna let you revert back to your article that you wrote in february <laughs> that people can find maybe you can retweet it or something like that alongside this segment that we'll post on the website so what say you on the first four games of the season what kind of record is charlotte looking at I think if you can get out of the first four, two and two, you set yourself up. 100%. Conference slate. Uh, South Carolina State at home, six o'clock game. That's, you got to win that game. You got to come out, flex your muscles, show a lot of the depth on the team. And Poji talked about it just a little bit ago. They want to play a lot of guys. That's a great week. South Carolina State went three and eight last year. Jalen Jones played against them with Bethune Cookman. After that, you're going to Maryland, right? This is... This is the game that's circled on their calendars. Doesn't matter what anyone tells you. Poji, obviously, being from from Baltimore, St. Francis, a lot of these guys had offers. A lot of these guys even transferred in from Maryland. And I think that gives Charlotte some of a leg up, some, somewhat of a leg up with, I mean, here are some of the calls. Here's the playbook that you know these guys are bringing to Poji. So you're looking at that game. After they, I mean, destroyed them 56-21 at Jerry Richardson last year, I'm not going to tell you they're going to win that game. I have it being more competitive, but resulting in a loss. 
Then you come home September 16th for Georgia State. That was Charlotte's first win last year. Mm-hmm. Chris Reynolds went berserk. Grant DeBose catches the game-winning touchdown. Charlotte upsets Georgia State on the road. And that really pissed off Sean, Sean Elliott, their head coach. And he did a post-game presser after, and it was very, very, like, he was clearly upset and frustrated. I expect that one to be chippy. Like, there's going to be a lot a lot going on, storyline from last year, and a whole new team as well. And then you round out non-conference play at Florida and at the Swamp. And and I said it to you the other day, I need the Mike Hill off the rails pregame speech. Like, <laughs> let's get after it. I think you're going down there. You're, you're dropping that game. So two power five losses to start the season. But, I mean, at the same time, Florida doesn't have Anthony Richardson. Their win total projection for this year is five and a half. So they might be on a little bit of a down year. It could be a fun game, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I think two and two is about as realistic you'll probably go with here. I don't know how many people truly believe they're going to beat Maryland. I would love to be proven wrong. I mean, Biff Pogey, you can chastise me all you want to. If I choose you to lose to Maryland and Florida and then you beat them, you can get on this radio show and insult me all you want to. That's totally fine. I agree with you. Think about the first game of the season. It's going to be a night game. Yep. So perhaps a little bit more anticipation, people getting excited for an evening contest against South Carolina State after all this talk, after him saying he wants to hang the riders by their ankles and chastise them, as we've mentioned, right? If you lose against South Carolina oh, State in your opening game, it's a it's a big-time letdown. Now, it doesn't mean you can't bounce back from it, but that would be a big-time letdown, especially with Maryland coming up as the next game. And then if you go 0-2, wild-card game with Georgia State, Florida – I completely agree with you. You have to win that game to set the foundation for something better. And I'll go with the optimism here. I'll say they finished two and two. And I don't think that's crazy because they beat Georgia state last year, as you mentioned, and here it is a completely different team. I expect this coach to be better than Will Healy. I expect the trenches to be a lot better. The defense can't get any worse. Yeah. Give me a two and two record to start the first four games. Yeah. And I mean, you look at it too. They've got big, big like time slots there. At Maryland, 7.30 on NBC. That's that's huge for yeah, the program. Point. Florida's a night game. South Carolina State's a night game. There's there's a lot of hype to start the season. All right, so let's go to the next four games. The next four, September 30th, you're on the road against SMU. You're home against Navy. That should be a lot of fun. Homecoming. On the road against ECU. Hunter, ECU fans have shown out more on our Team Week stuff online than anybody else. And it's not something I expected, to be honest. And I'll be naive for that. I thought Charlotte fans would, you know, listen to a lot more of our product on the website. Same thing with App State. App State didn't really show up. ECU, lots of people listening to the first week we debuted Team Week. So that game, lots of ECU fans talking trash about that Charlotte matchup. And then to end the next four-game stretch, you're at home against FAU. Let's go to your article. Hunter, what do you have in the next four games? So at Southern Miss, they finished 7-5 to last year under Rhett Lashley. Uh, the biggest thing, I think, for Charlotte, the biggest plus here is SMU plays plays at TCU the week before. So maybe they'll get stomped. Maybe something will happen. Charlotte has a chance in that one. Uh, but going on the road for the first American Athletic Conference game, I think it's huge. That's going to be a fun environment. Uh, I have that one as likely an L. I think SMU returned a lot of players, and they have a solid year. Their transfer portal work was fantastic yeah, this season. Saying. Yeah, 100%. And, Following that, you've got the open week. I think that's a good reset. Then you're coming home for Navy, right? That's homecoming. I think that might sell the most tickets ever for Charlotte. Uh, when you, I mean, maybe App State, when they came here prior, they had to add like standing room only and add some temporary bleachers. But homecoming with a program like Navy, and I think that's a game that you might have as a toss-up. It might end in two hours. Dude, all these teams are going to do is run the ball. So <laughs> yeah. It could be done by, I don't even know what time it is, but that's a toss-up. <laughs> I, I, 
Give me that Charlotte wins okay, at yeah. home. Well, yeah, we'll play a little. I mean, look, there's a reason to believe that they can win that one. But, yeah, we'll, we'll do the homer thing since we both went to Charlotte. But, look, you got a new coach, right, as you were mentioning. Go ahead, proceed. But I, I'm with you on that. Navy also has a new coach, too, under That's Brian saying, Newberry. Yeah. And I, I just think that could be interesting. And at that point of the year, you'll kind of know what each team has, and there won't be as many questions coming into the sixth game of the season. Uh, but following that, this is the biggest game, and I did a Twitter poll and said, which game as 49er fans are you most excited for? An overwhelming amount, ECU, at ECU. Pretty much every fan that commented back said, we've already got our travel plans. Like, that's going to be a really fun environment at East Carolina. And I don't really know what they're going to be like. Uh, Holden Athers is gone. I believe that's how you say his name. Ailers, apologize for any ECU fans that are about to talk, start talking right after that. <laughs> uh, but the Mike Houston storyline, you and I have talked a lot about that, and I think... I mean, that's that's a super tough game to go on the road and so, win. So you want to hear the pregame speech from Mike Hill before Florida. I, I want to hear it before they face ECU. That's fair. I want to hear what Mike Hill has to say as this team goes against Mike Houston, who yeah. famously, if you don't know, brought that job offer to the public. Mike Hill rescinded that offer after he didn't like the way Mike Houston pretty transparently tried to parlay that into the ECU job, and it worked. Yeah. Worked for him. He eventually got it, and then that's why Mike Hill eventually went to Will Healy. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that's going to be – everyone is fired up for that game. I'm not even going to put out a prediction for that. We're moving straight to October Hunter, 27th. Hunter, right. I look, I got to hold it. To, uh, you you got to, man. Look, right. it, it's okay if you pick ECU. That's fine. But it's okay if Charlotte wins, and then we can be happy about it at the end either way. We'll go with that. I will pick ECU at this point. Like I said, with the question mark so big. Yeah. Uh, but at that point, I think obviously it will be a lot more clear. It'll be a lot more – actual real prediction going on all right so you have a one in three record right I you do. have them beating navy at homecoming and then you have them losing the other wild card game yeah i've got them losing to smu smu looks like a really they're good football good. team yeah and they're picked third to finish in the conference that way so i expect them especially at the beginning at home I, it's going to be too much for me to pick charlotte against smu i'll have them beat navy if this is going to be a battle between new coaches coming into their program I trust that guy, Biff Pogey. Yeah. I, I know Navy's offense isn't going to change all that much, so it's not going to be this 100% identity change that's going to help them with the transition. But I'll take the new head coach with something totally different. Yeah. This is also – what kind of film are you going to watch? Like high school film that's, with, with that's Biff Pogey? That's the biggest thing is studying this team. Of, like, it's it's a wild card, Yeah, man. what are you going to do? You're going to watch Will Healy's team from last year? Because it's, it's, it's not that anymore. So the wild card stuff, I think, is going to work in Charlotte's favor. Hunter, you can call me Homer if you want to. That's fine. I've got them beating ECU. Even if it's on the road, I've got them beating ECU. i got to stand strong with what I had when we did the preview for ECU. I actually like what the Pirates have this year. Yeah. I think Mason Garcia will be fine enough, and I, I do respect Mike Houston. Even if I did feel burned by the way he Definitely. played Charlotte, I do like Mike Houston as a coach. I'm going to go with the monster victory on the road for Charlotte. I'll have them lose to FAU. So I've got them 2-2 two and two again, but that's a 500 record for me. Like Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm drinking all of the uh, uh, golden green Kool-Aid. So I'm the flip there. So I've got them dropping at ECU and then bouncing back at home against FAU. Charlotte hasn't beat FAU since 2018. They've been embarrassed in a okay. couple games. I think this one is the bounce back. FAU's first year under Tom Herman. Uh, one thing that's been very clear in every matchup since 2018 against FAU is they have the superior athletes. I think this team for Charlotte is going to be a lot different with so, so many four- and five-star transfers from across the country. I think that one is going to be a really, really fun game, and it's on a Friday night. So give me Charlotte in that one. So at this point, we're 
four and four. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we're we're bowling. Yeah, we're we're close. Bowl bound. We're close. I love it. Yes, I know. Biff Pogey appreciates this record breakdown. Final one, last four game stretch of the year on the road against Tulsa at home versus Memphis and Rice back to back weeks. Then on the road against South Florida to finish the regular season. Are they going to go bowling after this next prediction for the next four games, Hunter? This is tough because you look at the last two games of the season, Rice and USF, and you're like, all right, these are winnable games. They should. I mean, if you put the teams out there from last year, I think, I mean, Charlotte was Charlotte was bad last year, three and nine, and they went to Rice and they put up 56 points on them. <laughs> so, well, you, this is the thing too, right? Rosamundo takes over and they're two and two. Right. It's very different from the bad football that was taking place before he took over as the interim. All right, so starting at Tulsa, I feel like I feel like that's probably a drop. Kevin Wilson is the new head coach at Tulsa. Uh, they missed bowl eligibility for the first time since 2019. They went five and seven last year. And a little tidbit: uh, Ryan Switzer, former North Carolina Tar Heel, actually was in the running to be Charlotte's running back coach and special teams coach. Uh, that didn't work out. He's now at Tulsa. Maybe that's a little added motivation for them. I don't really know if that will play much of a factor. But I have an L there. You come home for Memphis. I think Memphis is really good. Yeah, Memphis uh, is picked to finish, I believe, second in the conference, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And so the, another little tidbit on that, Carson Black. Fourth? fourth? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Fourth. Carson Black, Charlotte's uh, first freshman quarterback commit under Pogey, is actually a Memphis flip playing for the 49ers. And as Pogey just said, we're going to play all our quarterbacks. Uh, so who, who knows? Uh, so I've got two L's there. You're sitting at four and six, the final two games of the year. Give me ball eligibility, guys. Yeah. Dumb at Rice. This is such Dumb a Homer segment. Florida. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I love every bit of it. Yes, we have two homers predicting. There is no objectivity, people. We are picking the Charlotte 49ers to go bowling. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm with you on Tulsa. Um, you said, or wait, did you have them beating Tulsa? I have them beating yeah, Tulsa. Or say, no, I have them losing at Tulsa. All right. Losing at Tulsa for you. I'm going to have them beating against Tulsa. I do think the new coach thing comes into play here. A lot of new coaches on the schedule. There's a ton. Yeah. A lot of new coaches on the schedule. I think that bears well for the Charlotte 49ers. Memphis, I'll have them losing that game for sure. I'll have them beating Rice. That would secure bowl eligibility. And then on the road against South Florida, that's where I'll have an L come over. But at least they finished with six wins, according. So two and two, two and two, two and two. Yeah. That's how it rolls. How confident are you in that prediction? Uh, low. Okay, oh, same. Lie to you. same. That's all right, though. That's all that matters. Fiddy, are we being too homer for you, or do you like the way that we're pulling for our alma mater? It's no rules Friday. Homer your ass is off. Let's go. Yes, Fiddy, thank you for that. Uh, that'll do it for the final predictions, the conference, the schedule overlook.